If you're living in a place of constant stress and worry about your business as a Christian entrepreneur, then you're probably seeking some sort of peace or knowing that you could just know that you're doing the right thing in your business. Today, I'm going to tell you about my journey from living in that constant state of fear and worry and stress to living in a place where I have peace and confidence in what I'm doing day in, day out, even if it doesn't look the way I thought it would look or how others think it should look. So if that's you, you're going to want to stick around for this episode. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast. This is Alexia. Today, I'm going to do things a little bit differently, and I'm going to actually tell you some of my story and some of the struggles that I've been through as a mom and entrepreneur, and then how I overcame those. And I say it's a little bit different because I'm really just going to tell you a lot of the pieces of my story from my perspective, but I'm doing this because I think that the story, or I hope that the story will actually impact you and you'll be able to resonate and then hear how things changed over time. So for this particular story, I'm going to actually focus on stress, worry, and decision making because this is the number one thing that clients come to me for. Like there's this worry and fear that what they are doing isn't the right thing or won't lead them to the success that they're after or what have you. And I totally get it. As you'll hear from my story, I've been there and I can definitely relate. But it also breaks my heart because I remember how unsettling that part of my life was, how many tears I cried, how scared I was. And it's almost hard for me to really remember because I don't think that way anymore. And when I realized that I don't think that way anymore, I was like, but how? What what changed? So as I was reflecting back on some of the big things that shifted for me and I wanted to bottle it up and and be able to teach it to you or how can I help you guys if this is an area you struggle with? How can I help you get here to where I am? Not in the sense of like success or anything, but I have a general sense of peace and knowing that everything I'm doing is okay and that God will work all things out. And I'm not saying that I never have fear or I never have stress or I never have worry, but in general, that's not the way I operate. And I really want to share that with you because I believe that that's God's will for all of us. He does not want us to live in this constant state of fear and worry or stress. And I say that because Jesus in Matthew 6 talks about anxiety and worry and how we don't need to worry about anything because we have a good father in heaven. So I can say that with confidence. 
Today, I thought the best way to do this would be to tell my story and hopefully you'll hear parts in there that resonate with you. And then you can, you know, hear how I came out on the other side. Um, And maybe you'll be able to resonate with that. But I want you to know that you can have the same. Okay, like it's totally possible, but your journey might look different. But I just want to kind of share what happened for me and where I was. And if this sounds like it relates to you, you know, you can always reach out to me and we can we can do a coaching session and walk you through how to um, help you get through it. Or as you're here at the end, I'm, I'm offering a workshop on how to take one step in the direction of of having this piece. Okay, so let's dive into the story. So for the first two years of being a full-time work-at-home mom, I was in this constant state of stress and fear, right? I felt like I had so many things to do, but not enough time to do them, and I didn't know how to do them. Then I was questioning if the things that was that were even on my list were the quote-unquote right things to be focusing on. I say quote-unquote now, but then I really believe there were right things and wrong things. This led me to buy a bazillion courses and constantly seek out that perfect path that would give me the exact steps that I needed to do in my business to reach the success that I was wanting. And I was constantly worried that things wouldn't work or, you know, that I was drowning in overwhelm and I was doubting my ability as I lived in this constant imposter syndrome mindset. So many tears were shed. So many times I was crying, wondering, what am I doing? I know I'm supposed to be here. I want to be here with my son but this is hard and I feel like I'm flailing around. And I was so desperate for peace. Like that's the thing that I really was after, right? To just feel good about what I was doing in my business and what I was doing in my life. I wanted that certainty that I wasn't wasting my time or on the wrong path somehow. And I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure you feel the same way or have at some point. And at the time I wasn't going to church actually or reading my Bible at all. Like I'd been out of church for like 10 years, um, through grad school, through postdoc, through all of that. I just kind of, not that I stopped believing, but I just put it to the back burner. So when I quit my job and found myself in this very tumultuous state of stress and worry and fear and all of this, I was seeking this peace, but I wasn't finding it in the right place. So I actually, you know, like I said, I dove into, I need to learn more. I need to learn more. And I was just listening to podcast after podcast from entrepreneurs that could tell me something, the solution. I was looking for the solution, which really that solution was I wanted peace, but I thought I needed to learn something that I didn't know, which I mean, it's true, but I thought there was this magic answer and they were going to tell it to me. So I found myself listening to so many people talking about having this calm and apparent peace and, and this knowing and all of that. And they were doing meditation or not meditation. Well, yeah, meditation, but manifestation and law of attraction. And I'd never heard of that before. And the more I researched and learned, the more I realized that they were saying the things that I wanted to happen. Like I wanted to have this knowing that my business was going to work. I wanted to believe that everything was just going to work out and that anything happening to me was not a failure, but part of the success and all of that. But something about it just wasn't right. It was it was shooting up a bunch of red flags. And I was like, where is God in this? Like, why are they not talking about God? They're talking about universe and whatever. And one day I was sitting there and I heard somebody talk about crystals and I was like, whoa, okay. Now I know this is definitely not okay. I want to know 
the the truth. Like I may not have been in church at the time, but my belief in God was still there and it was strongly rooted. If somebody was going to throw something weird like that out there, uh-uh, I want to know what the Bible says. And that was the day, like seriously, that God just called me back. So I like to say it's like the manifestation law of attraction actually brought me back to God because I opened my Bible and I was looking for answers. I wanted to know what he had to say about all of this. I wanted to know, you know, what does he say about planning? What does he say about providing? What does he say about all of this? I wanted to know all of it. So I spent the next year reading all I could about what God really wants for us, how he's in control of everything, if we will just submit our plans to him, and how we can have peace. All we have to do is accept it, that this is the real peace that I had been seeking. I just didn't understand it at the time. So from that point on, I really started to shift everything. My business was no longer about the millions of potential dollars I could make or the success I could have or the bunch of followers and really um, success focused. It was now about doing what God wanted and letting him use me and my business to do his work and fulfill his will. But I realized that I had so much stress still, even after I knew that. I wanted to have that peace that I was reading about, but I didn't really know how So I prayed for God to help me and I spent the next year from there going on this journey, a character building and character transformation journey and really changing the way that I see the world and everything that I'm doing. At first, I was still trying to use the old ways of approaching business and my problems, but putting a I'm doing this for God stamp on it. And that is very common to think that you're doing things for God and think that that's what you're doing, but really you're still driving things with the intention of whatever you want, whatever the world says, but then saying, oh no, this is for God. And it's very subtle, it's very subtle. And that doesn't work, right? It didn't work for me. I constantly found myself battling with my decisions. Is this what I want or what God wants? Um, You know, I have all these things that I wanna do, but does he want me to do them? I hear people telling me online that I should want to make tons of money and I should want to have all this success and that it's even biblical to want to make a ton of money, but it felt weird to me. And I just wanna be clear, I'm not saying that money is bad or that striving to make money in your business is bad. But for me, I felt really icky because I felt like, Like if that was the only reason I was in business that did not align with me to make a bunch of money so that I could do what so that I could buy a bigger house and have more whatever like that didn't sit right with me. And so I went on a whole money mindset journey and I'll talk about that in the later time I have all sorts of things coming down the pipeline to teach you guys about that and share what I've learned about that. I know that's a big pain point. But for now, just know that it it's money is not bad. And I had to go through a whole money mindset thing. But after tons of prayer and reading and journaling and and coaching myself, really, I realized that the reason I felt so uneasy about all those goals and all those messages coming at me is because they were coming from the expectations and shoulds of everybody else instead of where I really felt like I wanted to go or was being led to go. So I was creating decisions and things in my business. I was going after things, you know, taking a path based on what anybody was saying. And if you are in the online space, you know this, like if you listen to any random podcast, you're going to hear one person tell you one thing and another person's going to tell you another thing. And, you know, if you wait too long and you don't do that thing, now that thing's not even relevant anymore. Now you need to do this. And it's just, if you're constantly operating 
from this place of seeking and fulfilling the expectations of others. And you don't even have to know the people. It's just the expectation of like an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur. What do they do? I'm going to do what they do. And if you keep looking around too much, it'll get really confusing. And that's where I was operating. I was trying to do all of the things and do them the best I could, except I just sat in indecision because I didn't know which way to go. It was too much and it felt chaotic. And so when I really realized this was happening, this was a huge shift for me. And I hope that would be, if that's you, if that's where you're coming from, realizing that and recognizing that's where you're coming from can be a huge shift. So I started to learn how to dissociate all the things that I'd done my whole life, basically. I stopped seeking the approval of others. And this could be family, it could be friends, it could be business coaches even, it could be whoever. I just, it's not about people, it was about God. And so I had to, that that took a a lot of work and I'm still working on that. That's a very long um, process for me because I am a recovering people pleaser and seeking the approval of others was literally driving so much of my life. I didn't even know. I couldn't even see that because it was just how I was living. Um, But when I saw that, I just, my eyes, it's like they were just opened. I was like, whoa, (laughs) Um, that was a huge one. And then I also had always wanted to have this high paying job to prove that I was successful, right? Like in the world, we kind of have this thinking that, The more money we make, the more successful you are, right? Like, what do you do? That's what we ask people when we meet them. Hey, what do you do? Like in a casual, you know, like acquaintance way or like a networking event or whatever. Um, And what we're getting at is we are making some judgments about that person, whether we like it or not. That's what we're doing. We're asking how much they make, what's the value of their job, and what does it say about them as a person? And because of that, and because a lot of you listening to this know that, Um, maybe you have a high paying job right now. You did that. You've already like went up that ladder and you are that successful person. If that, if you're holding on to that, I said this the other day in the podcast about coaching, the last episode last week, if you are fixated on that and you can't let go of it, it's just going to travel with you as you start your business. So that's what was happening to me. I was in the mindset of climbing the ladder And I thought the more money I make means I'm successful. If I'm not making money, I'm a failure. It's miserable. I'm on the wrong path, all of that. And then the third big thing that I had to really undo is the thinking that I was the one making decisions and that I had to use my logic and evaluate risk. And I had to make the best decision based on what I knew. And there was no faith involved. There was no stepping out in faith. Like I did not understand that. I remember telling a friend, I said, well, if I knew it was going to work, then I would step out in faith. And I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) that's not how faith works. And that was actually the beginning, probably, I don't know if that particular moment, but I, I remember that saying that and then going on this journey of what does it mean to step out in faith? What does that look like? Because I obviously didn't understand it. I was, it was so ingrained in me to make choices by logic and evaluating risk. And that comes from grad school. And I mean, just probably the American culture, but grad school for sure, because in grad school that you don't bring faith into your science experiments, you use data and you make the decision based on what you know, and you bring up, you know, you bring in all of the 
collected information from the literature and then you make a decision, an educated, logical decision about what you're going to try. You evaluate risk and money and all of that and you make a decision and you move forward. Otherwise, it's not a good decision. So having to undo some of these things from who I had become. I mean, when I started working from home, I was 32, almost 32. And so uh, I'd had a whole life of building this up, right? Not that my life is over, but you know what I mean? Like I had this whole lifetime of, you know, many years of building this into my personality. And you're probably the same way. It may not be these exact things, but there are things that you have to change. You have to let go of or doing this God's way is going to be very hard. And you're going to feel this this constant friction um, in your business as you're going. And God will work to undo that, right? He will take you on a journey to change that character. And that could be exactly where you are right now. So the more I read the Bible to try to understand who God is, what he thinks, what he's saying, I started to see that God may ask me to do something that others don't approve of. You see that all over the Bible. We know that chasing money doesn't do people any good in the Bible or in life. And all throughout the Old Testament in particular, we see how God's people would do things for wealth or fame or totally forget God altogether because of their prosperity. And he says over and over, he doesn't want them to do that. That's why they had the tithe in place because he wanted them or one of the reasons because he wanted them to acknowledge and remember he's their provider, that he does this for them to not get in their own heads Because when they think that they've got it all under control and they don't need him anymore, bad things happen. And I didn't want to do that. And while God does give us a brain and he expects us to use it, we're also called to have faith, which means that we believe in things that we can't see or that don't make sense. Paul says that praying to God in the first place is already faith because you have to have faith that he's even there. We can't see him, right? So God might be asking me to go against the grain and do things that might feel scary or off the beaten path. But he's the way maker, right? That song. He can make rivers in the desert and roads in the wilderness. What mattered really is me getting in alignment with where God wanted me to be. And this meant reading his word more and more and more to learn and understand what he was saying so that I could evaluate my thoughts and desires against what God what God would normally do. So learning his character as, as best as I could, um, you know, he's not going to ask you to do something that doesn't align with his character or will for you. So I also had to believe that if you're born again, which I am, then you have the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in John that the Holy Spirit will be like a counselor guiding our steps and telling us what the Father wants us to do. And then I had to actually take steps in the direction that I felt like God was leading me. Because for so long, I kept waiting for this 100% certainty that I heard from God and I had my neon sign, my giant arrow to go the right way and take that action. But I was never that certain. So I just found myself in this place of just waiting. Like I was praying and having faith, but I was waiting as though God were going to make things happen without me doing anything or putting in any effort just because I had faith. And I think this is a common pitfall of a lot of entrepreneurs and and probably Christians in general, I'd say, thinking that if you just have enough faith, then something will happen. And in some cases, that's true. But I'm talking about in this instance with business, right? Faith is definitely important, obviously. But the more you look at how God works in the Bible, and we read that and see that, you'll see over and over 
that God actually wants us to put in effort and he wants us to walk when he says to go. So, you know, thinking about Abraham, he told Abraham that he would give him land and then he told him to go, to leave his current land and go. But for him to get the land, he had to start walking and a lot, actually. I think it was like, it was like 800 plus miles or maybe more than that, where he just was walking. And it's like he was never going to get there just sitting there waiting for it to appear. Even the people that got healed by Jesus, a lot of them had to either come to Jesus or they had to specifically ask to be healed. There were there are some examples where he just heals people, but normally they're for a very specific purpose. There were tons more people that could have been healed, right? But Jesus would say yes when somebody asked, right? And I always thought that was interesting because it's like if you come and ask, he'll say yes. But you have to put in that willingness, that heart posture toward God saying, I want this. I want to have this happen. That's the first step. But also you have to do the action. The person asking for the healing has to actually open their mouth and say it in front of all these other people and then go to Jesus. Some people travel to Jesus, right? There's a number of other examples throughout the Bible, but you know, God is a good father. So he's not just going to do stuff for us and let us sit around and have money fall in our laps and not have any responsibility or work for our earnings, right? He wants us to learn how to work and how to provide for ourselves, but at the same time, trusting him that he's the provider, right? We're managing his resources. He wants us to be capable. Work is good for us. God says that he will bless the work of our hands. So he obviously think that's, thinks that's a good thing. So it's a balance, right? We can't just sit around and wait for God to do stuff if we're not doing anything, but we don't need to swing the other way where we do everything and we rush and we go hard, 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 and we're working, 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 trying to make it happen. It's like if you could just land in the middle, I've done both ways and it's totally common and totally normal for you to do that. But if you can get yourself in the center where it's like, okay, I trust God, I'm praying, I'm listening to him, and I'm also going to work hard because this is his business and I'm working for him right? So combining those two things is a great, that's the place where God wants us to be. So what's the best way to learn how to hear where God is leading you in your life? You might be thinking that's a great, that's great and all, but I have no idea how to hear him. The thing that I I, I had the same question and the thing that I started doing was I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to follow it when I think it might be God. Like if I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm just going to have to take the action. It will be obvious (laughs) looking back if something wasn't God, but God knows your heart is in the right place and that's what matters most. So you're not gonna mess up his plans. I've had to tell myself that. I have that on a sticky note in front of my face every day. I cannot mess up his plans because I literally used to operate in that place of, of fear of making decisions because I thought that if I'm if I made the wrong one, I was messing it all up. No, God is bigger than us, way bigger than Our little decisions are not going to mess up his plans. He already knows the decisions you're going to make. And he's got those factored in. Thank goodness. Because we don't know what's happening in two seconds, right? How are are our decisions supposed to lead us down the right path? We don't know. We're going to do our best and we're going to pray and we're going to think, you know, try to listen to the Holy Spirit, but we don't know. And if you don't buy that, then just look at the story of Samson or even David, right? There were a whole bunch of detours in there filled with a whole lot of sin But they ended up doing exactly what God needed them to do. I just think of Samson's story. It just amazes me because he did all this terrible stuff. 
but he ended up right where God needed him, right to do what he needed him to do. And it's just like, that means that he, all of that stuff was factored in and he knew he was going to end up there. And so God still made it happen. So I hope you can find comfort in that. So when I started doing this, when I really started figuring out like, how can I move forward seeking God in my decisions? I knew that I had to involve God in my business decisions. I was making them all based on my business knowledge and learning from the gurus online and all of that. And nothing is wrong with learning. Obviously, it's good to learn from others more wise than you are for sure. But I was doing it because I was trying to do things their way and then asking God to bless it. I wasn't doing it the other way around. God, do you want me to learn about memberships? Okay, I'm going to go learn about memberships, right? I was doing it the other way around. Memberships sound awesome. Let me do that. Oh, yeah, God, can you bless that, please? Uh, no, he did not. <laughs> so, you know, like it's it's okay to learn, but in the context of, okay, God said, go learn about this. Now you go learn. So I started to do things differently. I started having a CEO day with God. So this is where I started looking at everything in my business and asking God what his input was. Like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make sure that when I'm doing this big brainstorming session, that God is involved, that I'm listening for his guidance, that small, still voice, right? I'm listening for that. So I wanted to start a podcast, but did he want me to start a podcast? I wanted to make courses, but did he want me to do that? Right? These are the questions I was bringing to the table. And what I was doing is I was believing in the fact that I have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will guide me. So I was following peace, right? Peace or joy. And I just had to trust that. Like I said, taking the actions in the direction. When I think it's God, I know my heart's in the right place. So I'm going to go with it. I will never 100% know. So I have to go with it, right? Same for you. So when I started doing this, it just became really clear to me when God was leading me in my decisions around my business and when my selfish desires or fears were probably clouding some of those decisions. And this allowed me to move forward with peace. Like I came out of these CEO day things that I, lo- I started to look forward to them because I had such peace in recentering what I was doing because I wasn't wandering around and wondering if I was doing the right thing anymore. I knew I was, whatever that looked like. Now, this doesn't mean that all of a sudden my business exploded with sales. And it doesn't mean that's going to happen for you either. That's not the measurement of success. And that's one of the things God wants to bless you But that's not how you measure success with God, right? Success is in obedience. So God is looking for you to be willing to follow him and do what he's asking, even if it takes you through a wilderness where times are lean and they don't always feel fun, right? You're going to have what you need, but it's going to take some testing of your faith and building of your character to get you to the other side of the wilderness where he can make sure that your heart is in the right place And you're ready for that abundance because you're no longer fixated on the abundance. You're actually fixated on God and he's giving you abundance, but you don't even care about that because you just know it comes from God. Because that's the whole money mindset stuff that I'm going to be bringing to you guys soon. There's a little little teaser there. So he may want you to have a million dollar business at some point. I mean, he might, but he doesn't want you to get there until you're ready right? He doesn't want you to fall into this issue where you're obsessed and think that your money is your security. He doesn't want you to freak out about the magnitude of a million dollar business. Can you handle that? Can you handle the stress? You know, would you be away from your kids? There's tons of things that we sometimes can't see because we're thinking about one thing and God's like, "Uh, uh-uh, I know you want that, but it's not the right time. That's why the CEO day is so good because it means 
that I don't worry anymore about being quote unquote behind or doing what everyone else is saying is the hot thing right now. Because I, I mean, that's okay. I'm on the journey that God has me on and it might look different. So I'm not saying that I don't ever worry or that I don't ever have these thoughts. Of course I do. But I make it a point to reaffirm and reground myself every single day to keep my eyes focused on God and his plan and trust in him and trust in his timing, right? And I do these quarterly CEO days. Sometimes I do them every month if I have time, but at least quarterly to keep myself on track and make sure I'm not deviating and doing my own thing again, because it happens. It's, it's in, you have to train it out of yourself, basically. So I started having my clients do this CEO day, and they always got so much clarity on where they were going in their business and had that confidence in their next steps and all of that. And I'd love to share this with you guys. So I'd like to invite you to a free workshop I'm doing October 1st, which is tomorrow if you're listening to this live, um, about how to get started having your own CEO day. And it's gonna be at 1 p.m. Central Time and there will be a replay. So there'll also be time to start working on your business goals and also ask some questions and get coaching for a little bit. So I encourage you to come live, but if you can't, of course, I'll send a replay. And if you're interested, go to mamawithacalling.com slash CEO workshop, one word, to register. I'll put that in the description below. And if you're listening to this after October 1st, because I mean, you know, between today and tomorrow, you have to listen to this. So if you miss it, that's okay. You're not out of luck. I'm actually really excited to announce that I'm releasing an in-depth course on how to do the CEO day with God and implement that in your business moving forward so that you can start making those decisions that align with God and start having that peace. So I say in-depth course, it doesn't mean, it's not a super like giant course, it's gonna take you forever, but it's gonna be everything you need to know about doing this. And I'm also gonna be giving a principal planner with that that's gonna help you each quarter be able to use that along with your CEO day to implement and be able to keep keep track and stay focused on those goals. So to learn more about that, go to mamawithacalling.com slash CEO day and you'll be able to see that there. So I hope this episode was helpful and encouraging as you're navigating the decision-making processes in your business. And I hope that you can see that it is possible to come out on the other side and have peace, but it is a journey. You do have things that you have to work out. And a lot of that is your relationship with God, how you see God, how you perceive him, your mindset, basically the biblical mindset is what I keep calling it. But it's how you see the world, how you see yourself, how you see your business, all of that. It's not always easy, but if we trust in God's provision and planning, and we know that that he has everything under control, then we can move forward in peace, right? So I hope you have a great week and keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.